0: Here we go, bitch. Improvement Warrior Podcast. Hey, what's up, Improvement Warrior? Jason Yun back with you again. Welcome to the next episode, episode number 15 of the Improvement Warrior Podcast. This one is we're talking about autism and autoimmunity. And it stems from a comment that I left for somebody on. Instagram and we'll get into that a little bit. I'll read the comment to you or what he commented back because I don't remember what I commented but it's been a while since I recorded a podcast so I think November was the last time I released one but haven't been doing any long-form videos or much of anything just a lot of posts and reading and um, podcast listening and other things just educating myself. I did get um, so it's January 24th, as I'm recording this, uh, did get a little sick over, uh, it started like right before Christmas, and it lasted for like two weeks. Was it the C? Don't know, because I will never get tested. Um, I mean, it was, um, the big thing was a, a cough and uh, nasal issues a lot of snot but wasn't stuffed up or anything like that um and very very tired all the time so took a nap like almost every day but got through that and um back my my conditioning took a big big hit so um i remember squatting 95 pounds for six reps i was basically on the floor for a couple minutes Uh, that's how bad it was with my um, and my conditioning. But we are back and thank you very much for watching. Uh, Again, if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the Improvement Warrior Podcast. Uh, Always looking for reviews to get the word out. This is going to be a long one, um, very in-depth, did a lot of research on this uh, and autism and all that stuff. But if if you don't know somebody with autism or you're not affected by it don't worry there's going to be plenty of information in here that's going to help you get stronger so with that let's get into it so this is a a comment i won't say his name but it was a post that i believe was on gina carano's post i said something or i saw this guy, he posted like uh, he had autism, and I told him that um, autism is it's possible to reverse autism. Read this blog. I linked him to Jack Cruz's uh, autism blog, and he responded like this: "I don't trust anything from this doctor's page." He put "doctor" in air quotes. Or anything from you. Mr. Cruz's page is full of anti-V propaganda and unfounded claims that the C-Jab the kills people. Your page is also full of unfounded claims including a claim that wireless communication are causing disease. <laughs> you also claim that the C-Jab is creating more variants and helping to spread the virus which is also untrue. Finally, I'm starting to get real sick of stuck up assholes like you implying that my parents did something wrong when they got me jabbed. Jabs do not cause autism, and the one study that was done by a semi-reputable, at that time, doctor, was proven to be a hoax when his experiment was not able to be replicated. It was later shown that he, was, that he picked his results and framed them in such a way as to support his view. Okay. So this is the mindset that most sick people have. First of all, he has the mindset that his parents were absolutely perfect. Or especially um, when you, your mitochondria is passed down through your mother, for the majority of the time. Um, it has been recently discovered that it can be passed down via the father, and but they don't know exactly when that happens and why it happens. But it's very, it's very rare. So most of your mitochondria is coming from your mother. And so if you get a disease like autism, okay, um, like an autoimmune disease when you're a child, Uh, It's because you have crappy mitochondria. Um, A lot of kids being born today, they're being born with heteroplasmy rates that are not at 0%. So heteroplasmy, basically, it's how far your respiratory proteins inside your mitochondria get stretched out. So as they get stretched out more and more, so say you're 70, 80 years old, you're approaching 80, 90, 95%. Heteroplasmy, okay, 100%, bye-bye. Okay? But kids today are being born with 10, 20, 30%. Genetic diseases are going up and it's because of basically all the stuff that's attacking us. So with this mindset, I mean, every disease can be fixed to a great disease or a great degree, or it can be completely reversed. However, not every person can be cured because they have mindsets like this, okay? So if you're not willing to look at information, I mean, Dr. Cruz, myself, we put out information because we, we learn about stuff and we want to tell people about it. We learn the truth, okay? So if you're not willing to investigate it yourself, okay? So there's plenty of studies, and I'm going to share lots of studies connected to autism and and whatnot. Um, So I I don't believe that the the jabs cause it. I believe that it is basically, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. So basically, your environment sucks, the mitochondria you got from your mother sucked, the food you're getting sucks. You've got Wi-Fi on. You've got all this electro pollution coming at you. Um, Autism is much, much greater in the big cities, and we'll get into all that here in a little bit. But every disease can be cured, okay? But or lessened to a great degree. But not every person can be fixed, okay? And it takes a big jump in order to do that okay i've had to go through many many times where i what i thought was right and what i thought i was doing was right and it turned out to be completely wrong so i was eating a standard american diet i went through and through that uh, and i was eating it basically bodybuilding style, so it was on, on it was a standard american diet on steroids lots of carbs lots of protein very low fat very low cholesterol very low salt Okay, got me depression, depression, anxiety, all this stuff, okay? So, let's get into this here. Um, I'll put the show notes, this will be improvementwarriorfitness.com slash IWP15, although I might start changing it, so it might be autism, we'll see. Um, so better for the search results. All right, so these are from a couple, a lot of the information comes from the that blog post that I wanted him to read in regards to Jack Jack's take on autism, um, but there's some other posts and some other stuff that I found in here. So autism, uh, in the 1980s, it was one in 500 people would have it. 2013, it was one in 88, right? Okay? And in Southern California, it, It was one in 34 in boys. So boys get it a lot more than girls do. It is not a genetic disease, Like most modern man diseases, it is a epigenetic disease. So um, you, basically how you live your life turns the genes on or turns the diseases on that you get. So there are no mutations in DNA In a DNA code that account for autism. In autistic individuals, the immune system fails at a balancing act. So you have inflammatory signals and stress that dominate inside the hippocampus and in the hind brain. Anti-inflammatory feedback loops become inadequate. You have a state of chronic stress that activates in these people, autistic people. Uh, Moreover, the more skewed their condition, they swing towards inflammation. So as we know, inflammation is the start of all diseases. And then it just depends if you continue on your path, what diseases you will get or what disease you will get. So nowhere are the consequences of this this dysregulation more evident than the immature autistic brain. Spidery cells that help maintain neurons are called astroglia and microglia. In autism and many neurodegenerative diseases, they become enlarged from this chronic activation. So pro-inflammatory signaling like NF-kappa-beta, TNF-alpha, interleukin-1, and interleukin-6 molecules abound in the cerebral spinal fluid, the CSF, of all these diseases. It appears many genes and their products that are intimately involved in inflammation are switched on in these diseases. So the epigenetic switch is clicked. Autism is a neuroimmune disorder. So autism, ADD, ADHD, uh, just hyperactivity, behavioral disorders and learning, Asperger's, PDD, which is perversive developmental disorder. So you have socialization and you have communication issues, asthma, allergies, seizures, and migraines. So these are the ones that occur in children. In adults, the neuroimmune disorders that you have, you've got migraines, you've got vertigo, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, chronic pain, neuropathy, anxiety, depression, bipolar, uh, autoimmunity, and ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, And you've got dementia, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's. Okay, they affect both the nervous and the immune system, and they link to the NHC1 gene. Okay, so it affects up to 30% of the population, all ages. So neuroimmune disorders. So neurodegeneration is the... If you throw cancer out, it's the third leading cause, or no, it's a, it's a second. So it's heart disease, then the brain. So it's heart, then brain, if you throw cancer out. And then we're also throwing out the fact that doctors kill as well. So misdiagnosis, um, um, mis-prescribed or over-prescribed drugs, or the wrong prescribed drug is the, in the US, it's the third leading cause of death. So avoid hospitals at all costs. And that's why I put my stuff out there. I'm trying to help you get away from doctors completely. Or as much as you possibly need them. So the only time I go to a doctor is because I need to get my yearly physical for my wife's insurance. Otherwise I wouldn't, wouldn't go at all. All right, so. sip of tea, so meat bongo. So I always, uh, this is herbal tea, so it's a cinnamon. I take, uh, I have like a tea friend, he's like a silicone. Always never use the tea bag that's in there. So there's like toxic stuff in there. All right, but here we go. Non-native EMF can destroy, or I'm sorry, non-native EMF electro pollution can decrease your microglial cells in the nervous system, which changes one's ability to perform certain neurological tasks. So that's neurogenesis, basically. We create brain cells, we create neurons through using our brain. So neurogenesis needs proper immune system activation through the MHC1 gene. And it is tied to the DC electric current in the brain as a fetus develops. A full myelination of a human brain doesn't occur until approximately 25 to 28 years old, but it can be delayed and it can be permanently altered by non-Navy BMF. And it's, it's really going to become an epidemic uh, with these kids that have been born after the year 2000. Okay. So most, autist- aus- most autistics come into the world not right to begin with. Uh, it starts in the womb. The, uh, there was a Denmark study showing women who got infection anytime during pregnancy, their risk for autism increased. A viral infection like the flu in the first trimester, the rates were increased by three times. And a bacterial infection in the second trimester increased it by 40%. So mother's response to sickness causes collateral damage of the neuroimmune activation and also has to do with the drugs mom takes if she's sick during pregnancy. So I'll go a little bit deeper into that. That was fascinating stuff I found there. As mom goes, so does autism. Okay, so like I said, the mitochondria is primarily passed down through mom. Okay, so more than likely you got it from your mom. Okay, and then your mom got it through your, from your grandma. So if your grandma lived a crappy life, mom lived a crappy life, That's what you've got. You've got crappy mitochondria, but you can overcome. Okay, Um, so um, there was another Danish study: seven hundred thousand births over a decade. Study. There was an eighty percent increase in autism if the mom had rheumatoid arthritis. Three hundred fifty percent increase if they had celiac disease, and any type of autoimmune disease increases the risk of autism and all links to the MHC1 gene, which is a key player in neurogenesis as a fetus. Most autistic kids have moms with poor immune function and low copper and iron levels. So both of those are transition metals. We'll get into both of those, those metals here in a little bit. So the epidemiology of diseases like autism, autoimmunity, neurodegeneration, cancer, etc., etc., link to various metals and misformed proteins. Okay, so life is all about our proteins. Okay? It is tied to the energy in either photons or electrons in the EMF. Okay? We use metal ions and critical proteins that are uh, at our molecular level. Okay. So when EMFs are heated up in a cell due to non-native EMF, it dehydrates them of intracellular and interfacial water that surrounds the proteins. Water is how we basically transfer energy and information around our body. Okay. So it's a great conductor. Um, energy can only be absorbed by our cells if the energy of the incident radiation exceeds a specific threshold value. This is why native EMF, so Earth's human resonance, the Schumann resonance, is good for us. Okay? It's why earthing and grounding is good for us. Okay? And things like Wi-Fi smart meters are bad. Okay, metals in bone or proteins will start absorbing more EMF while increasing the temperature. A hydroxyl-free radical is the ion that results when photons' energy exceeds the ionization of a neutral atom. Those energies will be absorbed and eject an electron from the atom leaving that atom electrically in an an electrically charged state. So the ion may become highly chemical reactive at that point and that ion again is the hydroxyl free radical. So hydroxyl radicals have been implicated in several neurological, and autoimmune diseases. They damage all types of macromolecules by energizing molecular structures to alter its structure and function. It can act on proteins, carbs, fats, nucleic acids, DNA, RNA, and the amino acids that code for DNA and RNA. Okay. So hydroxy uh, hydroxyls, they cannot be destroyed by any enzymatic reaction
1: and now a quick message from one of our sponsors
0: if you are looking for a quick and easy guide on how to get started with improving your health to optimal then check out
1: my free guidebook improvement warrior mitochondriac a 17-step guidebook going over everything from the sun to melatonin to water to cold exposure
0: to electropollution and much much more it can get quite confusing
1: listening to multiple health coaches Blogs, podcasts, videos, etc, etc, especially with where to start and where to go next. Check out the guidebook at improvementwarriorfitness.com slash
0: mitochondriac. Just mitochondria with a C at the end. Let's talk about iron. About (coughs) 1 billion, that's with a B, are deficient in the world. 20% 20% of women in the United States are deficient, which has a vital link to autism. Okay, one of the key factors for not being iron deficient is don't go vegan, That's simple. Um, it's essential, it is an, iron is an essential mineral in the heme molecule of hemoglobin and the cytochrome proteins in the mitochondria to make energy. So hemoglobin in your red blood cells carries oxygen in the bloodstream. We need sufficient iron to make sure the brain is supplied with oxygen and hemoglobin. So each of our heartbeats equals 20 to 23% of our cardiac output that goes to the brain, okay? So the brain is the ultimate energy hogger in us. Uh, The best way to get iron is fish or meat uh, I believe uh, organ meats is the best. I believe liver is the highest of all foods. So I just had a piece of raw liver earlier today. Um, best absorbed in the gut that way. So iron facilitates the conversion of T4 to T3, which is the thyroid active thyroid hormone in your body. And yeah, so yeah, iron. There's no there's no iron in in plants. There's no iron in kale. And I just made a post the other day talking about how um, vegetables have defense mechanisms, and they, their defense mechanism is anti-nutrients, because a lot of them don't like to be eaten, okay? especially raw kale and spinach and uh, uh, eggplant and nightshades, that kind of stuff. Okay, Fruit, on the other hand, you can They don't have any anti-nutrients, but it needs to be eaten in season, okay? Because fruit is loaded with deuterium. Deuterium is depleted, how? Through sunlight, okay? Also through cold, but uh, primarily through sunlight. Okay, all right, so back to the iron. So iron deficiency is a major cause of neural development delay in children. And it is a cofactor for dopamine, and GABA two, which are very important neurotransmitter neurotransmitters. So I talk about dopamine all the time. Okay, um, i That's currently going to be the next Improvement Warrior University webinar. It's just all about dopamine. So the lower your dopamine lowers your uh, lower your dopamine is, that lowers your ability to think clearly, ask questions, to um, to be curious, to know what's going on with the whole world. Uh, in terms of everything that's going on in the world. See through the bullshit, basically. So TFAR, acronym for Thoughts, Feelings, Actions, Results. Okay, so if you can't think straight, you're not gonna have the life that you want and you're probably gonna be directed by people who want to control you. So corporations and government and and whatnot. Okay, now we're on to copper. Copper is is also essential. Copper deficiency leads to cellular iron deficiency, which will lead to cell death, especially in your central nervous system and your peripheral nervous system. If you are deficient in both, that leads to a decreased work capacity, okay? Intellectual capacity, your growth growth will be stunted, you'll have alterations in your bone, and you'll have weakened immunity. So copper is needed for over 30 proteins to work. Okay, so I said it before, life is all about our proteins, not our genes. Um, If your sleep sucks, we cannot clear misfolded proteins. Um, Misfolded proteins is a synonym for, or no. um, Yeah, so that's a synonym for autophagy. So clearing misfolded proteins uh, when we sleep, we do a process called autophagy, which basically takes out the trash and replaces it with good stuff. So fasting will help you improve your autophagy exercise uh, as long as you're not too far left and resistant will help your uh, autophagy. And also misfolded proteins is a synonym for ubiquination. So um, taking out proteins is the most metabolically demanding, energy demanding, process our body goes through, okay? so we don't want to be turning over protein proteins in our body. Um, plus you're losing electrons fast, your telomeres are shortening and you are dying quicker. And people with sick brains make a lot of superoxide in the brain. And so they eat and crave carbs, so carbohydrates fast recycle ATP. Uh, Glucose makes anywhere between 36 to 38 ATP per molecule, fat uh, anywhere from 142 to 147, depending on what kind of fat it is, okay. So a lot more ATP in fat, okay. But carbs, especially out of season, lowers your glucagon, which further destroys autophagy. Then we cannot clear those misfolded proteins from our neurons. Glucagon raises glucose and fatty acid, In the bloodstream and is considered to be the main catabolic hormone in our body. Okay, so catabolism is the opposite of anabolism. So catabolism is basically shrinking, anabolism growing. So the neurons will then attempt to create lactate to use as a secondary fuel to offset that superoxide generation. In a developing brain, neurons attempt to avoid superoxide at all cost. A developing brain seeks ketones as the main fuel to foster brain maturation from our subcutaneous fat. So breast milk is very, very high, highly keto, and is supposed to be the only food for at least the first six months for a new baby. So both my kids were just over two years uh, breastfed, And uh, six months, nothing but that. Um, How are autistic kids being fed? Okay, or ADHD kids, or uh, the approximately 54% of kids who have a chronic disease right now. So my program, I I would always ask them, what did you eat today? What would you have for breakfast? What did you eat before? It was always just pure crap, pizza, chicken nuggets, Hot dogs, McDonald's, yeah, just pure shit, and if you eat shit, you become shit, it's that simple. All right, back to copper and iron. So again, both of these metals are transition metals. And a transition metal acts to limit the physico-chemical randomness and increase energy Because of their ability to delocalize their electrons. So, this massively stabilizes the quantum reactions when electromagnetic forces are applied to DNA and RNA. Human chromosome number one is the largest and most complex molecule in the known universe. If the structure of this chromosome is more open, then gene expression will occur. If it is more closed down by the binding of the methyl groups of histones, the genes or the gene won't be expressed. This is how epigenetics acts in all of life. So anything that acts uh, as a HDAC, which is a histone deacetylases inhibitor in our cells, will it will block mTOR signaling by increasing the process of autophagy. A ketogenic diet steeped in iodine, so DHA, and linked to water consumption has the same effect, the same biological effect. So sleep also has the same effect. Autophagy occurs maximally in humans during sleep when we are regenerating our DC current um, that Dr. Becker, Robert O. Becker discovered. So a lack of sleep and or the destruction of the transition metals by non-native EMF within our proteins destroys mitochondrial functioning by altering the cytochrome's ability to tunnel electrons in a quantum fashion. So this decreases the ability to make energy inside of our cells, decreasing ATP production and lowering oxygen production, okay? So when we sleep, the DC current is off. So remember the DC electric current is, Dr. Becker found that in every single animal, humans, all the way down to uh, yeast and onions, okay? It's how we basically restore ourselves when we're awake. And then when we're asleep, different things come on. Okay, so our skin, our eyes and skin, with the help of DHA, is designed to catch an electron or photon and capture its energy and give that energy back to the environment. Okay, if not over time, diseases will be presented to you. So you'll start with inflammation, and inflammation will go to all the diseases that we know of. So copper is needed for proper growth, development. It's needed to maintain bone health, connective tissue, your brain, your heart, and many other vital organs. Copper is involved in the formation of red blood cells and the absorption and utilization of iron the metabolism of cholesterol and glucose, the synthesis and release of life-sustaining proteins and enzymes. The enzymes go on to produce cellular energy and regulate nerve transmission, blood clotting, and oxygen transport. It also stimulates the immune system to fight off infections, repair injured tissues, promote regenerative bone healing. So, if you have too much adaptive, so we're going to move into a little bit here of autoimmunity. Um, Yeah, yeah. so if you have too much adaptive immune activity, that's going to lead to autoimmunity. But on the other hand, if you have too much innate immune activity, this leads to auto inflammation. So, autoimmune diseases are abnormalities of the adaptive immune system. Auto-inflammatory diseases are abnormalities of the innate immune system. Non-native EMF is precisely what alters this primordial balance at the MHC1 gene. MHC MHC class 1 and 2 molecules selectively induces interleukin 1 beta over interleukin 1 receptor antagonist gene expression. Interleukin 1 signaling is naturally kept in balance by the interleukin-1 receptor antagonist. And when the system is overwhelmed by non-native EMF, the disturbance leads to inflammation in the quantized cells. When homeostasis between interleukin-1 and interleukin-1 receptor antagonist is upset, it leads to inflammation and autoimmunity. It creates something called and inflammasome. So an inflammasome are cytosolic, multiprotein oligomers of the innate immune system responsible for the activation of inflammatory responses. Okay, so basically you're supposed to fight, but eventually with autoimmunity, your body's basically attacking itself. Okay, so many aspects of copper homeostasis are known at the molecular level already, but no one has studied what happens to copper I, which is known as cuprous, and copper II, which is known as cupric ions, used in biology when they are exposed to non-native EMF. So this is how the copper ion is quantized by the photoelectric effect and the electromagnetic forces. Dr. Becker has been the only researcher who did specifically look at copper ions when he studied bone, and found that copper was the doping ion used between the negative and positive semiconductor in bone to keep the calcium apatite bone or bound to the collagen matrix. Okay, so copper is also used in all immune cells for signal activation. If a cell cannot signal, that is cellular chaos. AKA, no information exchange, AKA, no energy exchange, AKA, inflammation. If you don't fix that, disease. If you don't fix that, organ failure. Don't fix that, death. All right. In bone, when non native EMFs are present, copper is removed from the doping pit and osteoporosis is the result. So this is how the the cosmonauts and astronauts get osteoporosis. It is also the fastest growing cause of osteoporosis today in medical practice. And this is why if you walk around your phone, walk around your house with your phone in your pocket or your purse on one dominant side and the phone isn't on airplane mode, then you more than likely have less bone density on that side of your hip. Okay, and you also have the beginnings of bone disease. And it doesn't matter if you're only in your 20s, okay? It happens fast. Okay, remember the phone is not a toy. Okay, so don't treat it as such. Airplane mode is your friend. Defender shield cases are your friend. Faraday cages, friend. All right, so copper can be either an electron donor or an acceptor when its oxidation state changes. Sorry, running out of battery. All right, so copper can be either an electron donor or acceptor when its oxidation state changes from copper 1 and copper 2, cuprous and cupric ions. There are about a dozen cuproenzymes involved in key oxidation reduction reactions such as mitochondrial respiration, synthesis of melanin, which is the pigmentation of our skin, and cross-linking of collagen. Iron and copper's properties make them biologically essential, but the same properties allow them to make free radicals that can be seriously damaging to our cells. In our anterior motor neurons, in our spinal cord, iron and copper are loaded there. Mm. Iron and copper, as transition metals, naturally absorb EMS both native and non-native. It's been found to have increased concentration of copper in the cerebrospinal fluid with a normal plasma copper levels in Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Okay? So remember, Alzheimer's has the same pathway. I didn't discuss that, but Alzheimer's has the same pathway as autism. It's just a complete different age spectrum that you get it. And so the gates of hell can be opened, just depending on if too much or too little gets into this or that space. Non-native EMF opens the blood-brain barrier to cause massive, massive damage. And we are exposed to cellular, SpaceX. Um, I just read uh, through Arthur Furstenberg's newsletter, which everybody should be on, that uh, they're gonna, they want to put stuff in the ocean, towers in the ocean. Idiots.
1: And now a quick message from one of our sponsors. What is one of the most destructive non-native EMFs out there and has been
0: since the 1920s? Blue light. Blue light and some
1: frequencies of green light have been shown to destroy DHA levels in the eye and destroy melatonin levels, which destroys our sleep,
0: which dances into every single area of our life and health. Blue light from the sun is what our body craves and needs to see throughout the day on our eyes and skin. Blue light from light bulbs, our phones, headlights, electronic and tech devices, not so much.
1: Our body thinks we're being attacked by an alien sun. My 34 day light challenge can show you the way to fixing and mitigating a bad light environment which is crucial in this big tech driven world. Check it out at improvementwarriorfitness.com slash challenge. Here is uh, Dr. Cruz's four points for
0: optimal development from fetus to adult. So the developing brain from fetus to adult, the things the brain controls must work well as well as the brain. Number two, if no issues growing into adulthood, then inflammation levels are low everywhere. Number three, when inflammation is low, then all distal hormones must remain in allostasis for energy balance without the need for exogenous intervention. So supplements, hormone replacement, that kind of stuff. Number four, brain selective nutrients must be eaten by the mother at least three to five days per week. Nucleic acids, which are DNA and RNA, they are proteins surrounded by polar side chains that allow for hydrogen bonding to water. They can either donate or adsorb electrons based on the environment. The size and density of the water layer directly correlates with the ability to activate gene transcription. You need to have a certain level of energy present in order to express DNA methylation and histone deacetylation patterns or expression will not happen. The methylation and acetylation of DNA and RNA is controlled by the water binding sites of DNA. If there's not enough water bound or energy of the activation of the DNA enzymes, then the gene product is not made. Energy determines what and when is done to us as a fetus, and all the way to death. So our electric and/or magnetic field is what give life to these water superconductors. Okay, so remember the three-legged stool: light, water, magnetism. Okay. And remember, anytime in your body there's an electric field, I forget the name of the law, but if there's an electric field, 90 degrees to it, there's a magnetic field. If there's a magnetic field, 90 degrees to that is an electric field. Okay. So we are electric, we are magnetic, and we are water. Okay. 80% when we're born, then that moves up to 70% and it goes down to 60% as we age. our brain is meant to collect and decodify the photoelectric effect and the electromagnetic radiation that contain information and energy to send that to us to switch on or off our epigenetic switches okay remember autism is an epigenetic disease okay For epigenetics the hydroxyl free radical generation in the brain is the most important it is in the neurons and they react and bind to methylated dna in neurons to cause a conformational shape change that silences the silencer of the genome so methylated cytosine becomes 5-hydroxy methyl cytosine so it changes rotational binding in certain regions of dna it has molecules that become delocalized. And the energy decreases to the backbone of DNA and it increases entropy. Entropy is randomness, state of disorder, uncertainty. And so that alters the information that is delivered to the epigenetic protein, MECP2, When your MECP2 protein is altered, you get molecular autism. The NeCP 2 can no longer bind to the modified DNA forever. So now the enzymes read the DNA as being unmethylated instead of being methylated. Signaling is ruined in the hindbrain and the neocortex, and autism is the result. In Dr. Cruz's opinion, this is how neuroimmune diseases occur, all of them. Information in subatomic particles are collected by molecular demons to alter information delivered to our genome to change the expression. Epigenetics 101. So that is how non-native EMF directly alters DNA methylation patterns in neurons. EMF can chemically generate a hydroxyl radical alter DNA expression in a young and forming brain when transition metals like iron and copper are present. The neurons never have to divide again to form the disease. Many scientists believe that the neurons cannot lose their DNA methylation because they never divide again once formed in the brain. However, the neuron can lose its function. So biologists are missing... The piece of the puzzle, because most likely when a hydroxyl radical is formed, it is done via a Fenton reaction. That most likely happens in the glial cells and not the neurons. Iron and copper are located there in the CNS, and the glial cells support neuron function. Most brain tumors come from here. Allele cells also control the blood-brain barrier and non-native EMFs make the blood-brain barrier leaky. Okay. So a fenton reaction is the enhanced oxidative potential of H2O2 when iron is used as a catalyst under acidic conditions. Okay. Fenton, fenton reactions reduce melatonin. Melatonin stimulates glutathione peroxidase in all neurons. Glutathione peroxidase converts reduced glutathione to its oxidized form, which converts hydrogen peroxide to water. This water is what stops the hydroxyl radicals. This water also reverses the dehydration effect that started it all from that altered field. When the field is altered for any reason, then there is ensuing molecular chaos around DNA and RNA of all kinds. Epigenetics is controlled by ncRNA fragments made from retrotransposons that need to be activated properly by non-native EMF. If not, chaos ensues and inflammation. Number one effect of non-native EMF is cellular dehydration, which causes intracellular crowding which is a synonym for inflammation. So when dehydration occurs in cell transition metal ions in proteins, they absorb EMFs, and then water is broken down. When molecular crowding happens in a cell, it is leptin resistance. So autism is an epigenetic disease of an altered field you simply have an altered non-native, field, non-native EMF field that blocks the normal ELF, extremely, extreme low frequency electromagnetic frequency of the Earth's magnetic field. So you get non-thermal effects directly in your brain and across your brain stem. Increased non-native EMF causes an increase in concentration of free calcium ions in nervous tissues, which is known as calcium efflux. A rise in intracellular calcium gets pumped pumped out ASAP because it mediates apoptosis and autophagy and causes massive intracellular signaling problems. It is also known as excitotoxicity. It's caused by direct alteration of the voltage-gated channels when too much non-native EMF is present. So remember, apoptosis is basically cell suicide. It's supposed to be programmed cell suicide But when you have too much non-native EMF, it gets taken out. Quicker, faster. All right. The The sun and the earth's magnetic field controls all calcium and magnesium homeostasis. So if you live in a field that is altered, fixing your health becomes very hard, if not impossible. Most people will give up, and they'll blame their diet, or they'll blame their exercise program, or their doctor, or whatever. So, changing your non-native EMF is the single most important factor, unless you plan to go on a camping trip for the rest of your life, okay? and even camping. So, like if you go to um, like the KOA, okay, they've got Wi-Fi. Hmm? Can't do. Can't live without my Wi-Fi. That's bullshit. You can. Okay? Very easy. So, autoimmunity is directly tied to an alteration of the electromagnetic field that our cells live in, as well as autism. So, I highly recommend the book, The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg, and get on his newsletter as well. Um, it ties every electrical invention to a decline in health. Okay? I got it on Audible, so it's a, it's a book I'm going to buy physically so I can highlight and share a bunch of it and all that stuff. Okay. So the electric field in our houses it uses a 60 hertz system. So this has been shown by Becker and by Wertheimer to be enough change to cause a big change to our DNA. Okay. So this is why all of our upstairs rooms um, have the power grid turned off to those rooms. Um, but especially you want that while you sleep. So they do make kill switches, where you can have just a switch right next to your bed. You just click it, or you just click certain ones, and it'll turn the power grid off to that room. Okay? But turning it off where you sleep, most important. And if you're not watching the video, you've listened to the podcast, the breaks I'm taking, I'm sipping tea throughout this. Okay. So as the luxury of electricity grew, it fueled the growth of the industrial revolution and the development of modern technology over the last century. And this is when modern man diseases started popping up like they are and exploding since 2000, okay? When the cellular and dumb parents started giving tech to kids, okay? So this one change has led to massive increases in man-made EMF that is now present in the resonant cavity of Earth. This is the space between the surface of the planet and the ionosphere. Becker's work in the 1950s and 60s showed that any time an EMF field was introduced to the brainstem of an animal he tested, it resulted in a stress response from that animal. Today, we call this stress response leptin resistance or adrenal fatigue at the brainstem. So what causes this? Loss of control of the calcium voltage channels in the neurons is a short answer, calcium efflux. The altered field increases the frequency of the resonant EMF around the earth. And instead of it acting like a wave form, as the Schumann resonance does, the native EMF does, it begins to act like a particle and opens the calcium voltage gated channels in neurons in the central nervous system in the peripheral nervous system. So this is the real cause of most modern man diseases we see today. Non-native EMF energies are absorbed into the tissues in differential rates. So Wi-Fi, our phone, iPad, power grid, cell towers, smart meters, Bluetooth, light, fake light, all have different EMF energies. And these energies are usually riding each other. And they ride right into you because we have no natural evolutionary protection from it. So we see a large spectrum of effects. And we do not see the same disease from one person to the other. Okay, What is common in all of them is a spike. Of cytokines in the affected tissue. The DC current that Becker found in all living animals as a repair mechanism while we are awake, the loss of this current is directly tied to the EMF field that these cells are in. So if you can't uh, create a DC electric current, you can't heal. That's why changing your environment your electropollution environment is the most important thing for your for reverse immune disease and for staying healthy. So this is precisely how one develops autoimmunity or autism or later on Alzheimer's or gets fat in today's world. Um, it's a field effect, it is not a dietary effect, effect or one where you're just sitting on your ass, watching TV, eating potato chips. Once a field becomes very altered, the EMFs stop acting more like a wave and more like a particle, which again alters the calcium voltage gated channels in our cells. So every biologist and chemist knows that to be a fact today. What none of them do know is how the field controls the signaling system. This is why women suffer from autoimmunity much more than men do. Women have less myelin. Which makes you more sensitive to environmental triggers in order to pass that information on to the next generation. Okay. So this is the basis of transgenerational epigenetics. This means when they lose any significant degree of myelin for any reason and they lose their DC current, they are more apt to get autoimmune diseases because they are they cannot mount the proper signaling in their thymus to properly develop their T helper cells. This is how epigenetics can go really wrong when your field is altered from its normal EMF to a man-made non-native one. And this is also why kids who have unmyelinated brains until about 25 to 28 years old are much more affected of the dangers of non-native EMF. And it's why autism and most other diseases cannot be reversed until the non-native EMF environment is reversed or changed. So some kids will have delayed myelination and some will never, will never, due to the field that some of these kids live in, okay? Your DC current goes down in your Schwann cells and your microglia then process the disease, especially autoimmunity speeds it up. Your T helper 17 cells begin to allow B cells to make more antibodies, that tags the tissue, hey, There is a problem occurring due to the altered field. And then the other arms of the immune system, innate and cell-mediated immunity, begin to be recruited to act to destroy those tagged tissues. Then you have a full-blown autoimmune disease in that organ system. None of it can happen without an altered electromagnetic field. So this is a requirement. That's a requirement for all autoimmunity to occur. Researchers in biology are not looking at the EMF field effects and usually if one wants to look, like really look like Arthur Furstenberg's book The Invisible Rainbow did, you lose research grants or you get your lab taken away like Becker did and like Andrew Marino did. So Andrew Marino has a great book called Going Somewhere that basically chronicles his journey into EMF research and the lengths that universities, the Navy, the government went to shut him up. I'll add that into the show notes and uh, Dr. Becker's book, The Electric Body. So both great books. The cellular mechanism for autoimmunity is linked directly to a calcium homeostasis, which alters cellular signaling in many ways. So many scientists, doctors, trainers, nutritionists, people with autoimmunity want to blame it on the food. It's not the food. Food speeds up the process, okay, but it's not the cause. Okay, if you have autoimmunity and you're eating crappy diet, standard American diet, shitty food, okay, you're gonna go bye-bye a lot sooner than you are, okay? But you can reverse your autoimmunity, or you can at least, depending on how far along you are, you can at least severely reduce the symptoms, okay? Autoimmunity was unheard of, in the literature before 1893, uh, because we had not electrified the entire Earth. We're going to move into um, some different points of ad- autism here. So this one, I got from Dr. Mercola. Um, and I don't know if you know, but he's um, he was one of the ones who was being big time censored uh, all his articles on his website, he takes down after 48 hours. So if you want to read the whole article, just type in Mercola and Tylenol and Autism. Okay, And somebody should have it up. So, um, in, my, in my MeWe group, I typically add his articles in there in PDF form. Um, so I'll post a link for the, the MeWe group. It's the Improvement Warrior Truth Seekers. If you're on there, just search for it. All right, so um, Tylenol, never take it for anything, okay? But um, Tylenol in pregnancy doubles the risk of autism. And Tylenol, aka acetaminophen, aka paracetamol, is one of the most dangerous drugs out there. Stats show it is the leading cause of liver disease and accounts for nearly half of all acute liver failure cases. You've got 56,000 emergency room trips per year, 26,000 hospitalizations due to liver and kidney failure, and 458 annual overdoses per year from acetaminophen and Tylenol. The number of studies link lifelong problems with kids. There's a number of studies that link lifelong problems with kids. Uh, 37% increase for hyperactivity. Acetaminophen can cross the placenta to the fetus and impair the nervous system development. Uh, the drug is a known endocrine disruptor. Okay so um, if you took it during pregnancy it's a there's a 214% increase for autism by 10 years old. 226% for ADHD. If you took the Tylenol during the second trimester, um, oh sorry, sorry. Um, that's if you took it during the second trimester. If you took it in the third trimester, the numbers for autism is 362% increase and 286% ADHD. So (laughs) it's ridiculous. And then after birth in the 1980s when autism was starting to go up, Some blamed the jabs, but it was also recommended to give Tylenol after the child received a jab. And there was a 2017 study that claimed that the use of acetaminophen may be more strongly associated with autism than during pregnancy. And obviously if you took it during pregnancy and then gave it to a kid after they had a jab, that was a big problem. So never, ever, ever take Tylenol. Okay, so all those over-the-counter drugs, you don't need them, you can do things naturally. Ground, sunlight, cold, all that stuff. Avoid uh, change your electromagnetic pollution environment. Uh, Myself, as a kid, I remember, I mean, I would go to my grandma's and I would basically be popping Tylenol all day. I loved the grape and uh, the cough syrup Okay. All that stuff. Okay. I, remember I would pretend I was sick just so I can eat a Tylenol. So it was, I'm surprised I didn't have more problems growing up and, and whatnot. So it's ridiculous. But yeah, don't do the Tylenol. Ever. Okay. All right, I'm going to record this in two, two parts here because it is time for my call within the walk. I will be back.
1: Blocking blue light is one of the most critical things we need to do in our modern world if you want to either remain healthy, reverse a disease, or become the optimal version of yourself. There are a lot of companies out there that are now making it more stylish than ever to join the ranks of biohackers across the world. Oh, and blue blockers are absolutely essential for keeping your dopamine levels up and exiting the matrix. I have personally been using Midwestern Light Therapy as my go-to errand and grocery store, as well as my after sunrise glasses. Check them out, as well as the others I have used and recommend at improvementwarriorfitness.com slash blueblockers. For Midwestern Light Therapy, use code improvementwarrior10 for 10% off, and you can also pick out blue light-free light bulbs as well as red light therapy devices. Remember, your light environment is more important for your health than the food you eat or the exercise that you do.
0: And I am back, it is the next day. And so let's get into this. So this is um, this is somebody's response for somebody asking a question about their kid who has autism and the person responding actually fixed their kid's autism or at least severely uh, reduce the symptoms. So her name is, and I'll link up the, the link on the show notes. Her name is Kate Mr. Pinkies. And so here she is just answering the question. So this is a toughie for a few reasons. There are no overnight fixes nor simple fixes. Some things took weeks and others took months. And really in year three, we are still changing and evolving. My knowledge started with food. This is the quickest set of changes you will find to get people on board. However, especially with autism, we made more changes in our environment than we did with our food. Our success with autism honestly depended on the environment, and environment changes, not the food especially the ones that you cannot see nor feel. Actually, you do feel it, but most cannot put words to it or realize that that is what it was. And that, my friend, is where getting people on board is really difficult. Difficult, but not impossible. With autism, it boils down to the lack of energy. Nothing will suck one's energy to zero faster than a big city. So case in point is uh, antennasearch.com. Okay, so I got, uh, I'll put the link for that, but it basically tells you how many cell towers and antennas are within a three-mile mile right, radius of you. So I got 62 towers and 183 um, Antennas, and then I'm in the northeast suburbs, so I'm a little bit out. Um, so I did look more centralized Columbus, and it was like four or five times uh, what I have. So if you live closer to downtown, it's and closer to like campuses and stuff like that, you're gonna be it's gonna be a lot worse. But yeah. All right, so um, back to this. Uh, Where in Chicago is moving an option? If it is, think pine forest and a decent winter time. Sun, extra sun, no subdivision where houses are 10 feet away from each other. We have survived in apartments for the past three years. We are finally buying a house with a rural development loan from the USDA. These loans are special because A, the house has to be in the rural area, and B, there are options for low-income families that subsidize the payments with no down payment, et cetera. If apartment is the only option right now, buy a meter, so an EMF meter, and do the best you can. The townhome that we are currently in actually isn't all that bad considering. It's a smaller community. community, huge trees, but we have neighbors on both sides with their stupid Wi-Fi and smart TVs, etc. Houses are easier to control and invest in when it comes to shielding. Okay, that was something surprising to me because I wouldn't have thought that you could do this in an apartment. But apparently, you can. Um, just depends. Um, number two, buy rent EMF meters to test not only on the inside of the home, but outside too, especially the kids' play areas. Number three, fluoride-free water, spring, RO, reverse osmosis, get fun, BPA-free water bottles, etc. fluoride-free toothpaste. I per- we're personally using Hello, and we've used uh, Himalaya, uh, and there's a bunch of other, Jason, and uh, a bunch of other fluoride-free toothpaste out there. But you should not be blood brushing your teeth with fluoride. Uh, request a water report and most of that can be found online as well. Number four, uh, CT, cold thermogenesis and cold anything. Cold is going to make the magnetism work better so the electrons flow better through electron chain transport. That's going to make the brain work better and that's going to make everything work better. Number five, get rid of as much blue lighting that you can or wear blue blocking glasses. Five to 6 p.m. on, change the light bulbs to orange, amber, and red in areas that need more lighting, warm, yellow, non-fluorescent. This is especially important if there are sleeping issues. Um, so if you do have sleeping issues with, your, with you your personally, or you have an autistic kid, or if you have a child who's having sleeping problems, I'll link up my 36 Tips podcast, Episode 7, for sleep. And, yeah, with the blue blocking glasses, I recommend Midwestern Light Therapy. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, improvementwarriorfitness.com, slash, or not, no, um, Midwestern Light Therapy, slash, Improvement Warrior. Uh, use code, Warrior 10 That website is wrong. Just go to, ImprovementWarriorFitness.com, slash, blue blockers. And then also for your light bulbs, they've got light bulbs there. Um, But we, I mostly use Cozy Health, uh, which is CozyHealth.com slash Improvement Warrior, all caps. And yeah, so you check those out. And yeah, so that's one of the most important things to do. Do not get CFL light bulbs, compact fluorescent light bulbs. Uh, Cozy Health doesn't have any flicker, so flicker will affect Sleep and will affect the brain as well. Uh, I'm not sure if Midwesterns are flicker free, but check them. Uh, most LEDs are do have flicker, so you have to watch flicker as much as you do blue light and, and green light. All right, number six get rid of microwave, Wi Fi, hardwire everything, no Bluetooth, no Wi Fi, or anything labeled smart, a smart TV, etc. So that's super important because the the electropollution is the reason for autism, autoimmunity, um, and not reversing. And this applies to all all diseases. So the electropollution, the blue light pollution, is what's causing the major problems. Number seven, barefoot, outside, anytime possible, in the sun. Got to get those electrons, grounding, best way to get them. Eight. Go through the cleaning supplies. Replace with good old vinegar, okay. And I actually like to add essential oils to that as well. But just make sure uh, the spray bottles that you do put it in, you want glass. So you don't want plastic because the essential oils will um, erode plastic. Okay. Uh, but they do make good cleaning supplies. We like uh, Myers. Cleaning supply. I don't. I don't know if it's uh, another Myers. Just look it up. Um, but there's a bunch of other good ones. I've got a couple that I bought for my gym. I don't remember the name on top off the top of my men. Number nine. Go through hand soaps, body soaps, and shampoo. So these are one of the most toxic things that people don't think about. Um, obviously, I don't use shampoo. I use soap. I typically use the the Homemade soap that they have, not we don't make it homemade, but we buy it from other people um, that just have natural ingredients. So we don't go with the dove or the old Irish spring or something like that. Um, just watch those uh, body soaps, same thing. So toxic ingredients, you've got to watch the ingredients and what you eat and what you put on your skin, because what you do put on your skin will be absorbed into your skin. Number 10 when meals are when your meals are so it'll be 30 minutes after waking uh, lunch and dinner dinner needs to be four to five hours before bed Uh, this is very 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 important no snacking okay so that obviously she's a dr cruz uh, practitioner so that falls in line exactly with the leptin prescription and the leptin reset so 30 minutes of waking typically that's after seeing the sunset Um, don't eat when it's dark eat when the light cycles are light okay so typically 30 minutes after uh, within 30 minutes after seeing the sun or the sun if it's cloudy the just the clouds and sunrise number 11 invest in a magnetico mattress pad for the family but make sure bedroom is not also the playroom too. So Magnetico is basically just, you're sleeping on a, a magnet. And it's increasing your magnetism while you sleep. Uh, there, we, we haven't got one yet. Uh, they are expensive, but uh, if your kid has autism, this is something you definitely wanna invest in. I probably have more suggestions I'll keep adding later. Uh, food, follow the leptin reset exactly, as suggested with one exception carbs cut out as much carbs as humanly possible and replace with as much fat as you can eat like a shark live like a polar bear and i will link up my the the leptin webinars uh, in the show notes 0 to 15 carbs per day not including green veggies broccoli spinach cabbage brussels sprouts etc Uh, I would probably add, don't let them eat any raw, uh, any raw of those. Um, get rid of anything that has a TV commercial to it. If it's prepackaged with ingredients that you can't pronounce or know what it is, it's simple. Don't buy it. Don't forget to look at the ingredients of your spices. So I had that problem with... Uh, Pumpkin spice. There was um, some crappy ingredient in it. So uh, always check the ingredients on your ingredients or on your spices. If it touches a factory, pitch it. Except for mustard, you may keep the mustard. Coconut oil, bacon fat, animal fat. Careful with the olive oil. And reason you want to be careful is extra virgin is what you need. Uh, they did a study, 73% of olive oils found on shelves were not were not pure olive oil so you have to be aware of that you want it in as dark a bottle as possible if it's a light bottle no it's already been oxidized by blue light Uh, and depending on where it is maybe the uh, sunlight so uh, i know kirkland is one that actually passed if you can find it an italian olive oil would probably be the best And organic, in this case it, organic sometimes doesn't matter, sometimes it does, um, but with a good olive oil company, make sure you just find a good oil. Uh, Coconut mana, we convinced the kiddos that it's frosting in a jar, LOL. Meat, extra meat, grass fed, fish, oysters, DHA, DHA, DHA. Uh, Green veggies, coconut or almond flour. If it is almond flour, you need to watch or make sure it's GMO-free. Almonds are, I saw, they are number two on the highest glyphosate-containing foods. So GMO-free. Liquid stevia, stevia, raw, non-filtered, local honey. Dates Keep in mind all of these options are subjugated to the zero to fifteen carbs per day. Okay. Keep starchy fruits and veggies in check. And whatever you do, no grains, including corn, legumes, soy, peanuts, cashews, etc., white potatoes, it just isn't worth it. Dairy and anything derived from those categories, corn syrup, popcorn, cornstarch, oats, etc. 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 Uh, Just start making everything from scratch. Learn to love to cook. New recipes are exciting to me now. Uh, She says Google Paleo, and then whatever. Um, I would say don't use Google. Google is just censoring information and all that. I would recommend DuckDuckGo, and mostly I use Ecosia now, E-C-O-S-I-A. So they plant trees for, I believe, every 45 searches that you do. So we will plant one tree for every 45 searches you do. Okay. Um, and also you can do keto and then search term, low carb, high fat search term. Okay. Uh, typically I take a recipe and if there's any sugar, honey, date, coconut, sugar, I cut that measurement in half, sometimes more than half, or just ask me, I almost figured it out, from everything before my paleo days. Eat like a shark, live like a polar bear. And they do make uh, erythritol, um, monk fruit sweetener, Lakanto. so those are things that you can use. So I use those quite frequently. I put it in my morning sardine and raw egg smoothie this morning, and then I had keto ice cream uh, later on in the day. So I put it in both of those. And it's basically what we, we don't really use sugar or coconut sugar or anything like that if it is in the warmer months we will use honey instead uh, because i believe honey is one of the greatest foods ever Um, any type of bee product that you can get in your body is going to be good so here continuing here i get a lot of questions about picky eaters and food textures etc my kids hated my husband and i for quite some time Just keep introducing foods. My son loves oysters, loves, loves, loves them. Can't afford them half the time, but we make do with everything that is available to us. Even though they both didn't have a lot of language, when we started the leptin reset, it did not take long for them to realize that their stomachs felt better. They couldn't tell us that their stomachs hurt or that it was even bothering them. They accepted that was how life was supposed to be. They understand why after a while. They go to school every day understanding that they cannot eat the junk of what other kids are eating and honestly for them it's not a hard decision anymore they tested the waters a few times and they did not like the results at the same time we have to be leaders for our kids we did this as a family and had long talks about being healthy and staying healthy and treating our bodies with respect they deserve kids and autism Usually have a great deficit in self-care. It is our job to show them what it means to be healthy and take care of ourselves. It starts at home. Okay, so pretty good explanation on what to do if you do have an autistic child and you want to reverse it or at least severely diminish the uh, the symptoms and the effects. Moving on, here are some studies um, correlating vitamin D with autism spectrum. Um, so there was a few main ones here that I picked out, but in total on PubMed, I searched vitamin D and autism and 284 results popped up. So vitamin D, is, if you have low vitamin D, I mean, it's pretty much associated with everything. So, all diseases. So vitamin D is a, basically a snapshot into your solar exposure, which is going to be a snapshot into your immunity, natural immunity, right? All right, so uh, vitamin D, this one, this first one was uh, actually web archived. They took it off for some reason. It's from the Chinese Journal of Contemporary Pediatrics. Um, so I do know the during the the pandemic that some people were actually getting censored for posting stuff on vitamin d um, yeah so just nonsense that's why you don't use google all right so i'll put the links up for all these but uh, basically this one from the chinese journal of contemporary pediatrics the abstract was uh, autism is a complex neural development disorder with multiple genetic and environmental risk factors the interplay between genetic and environmental factors has become the subject of intensified research in the last several years. Vitamin D deficiency has recently been proposed as a possible environmental risk factor. Vitamin D has a unique role in the brain, in brain homeostasis, embryogenesis, and neurodevelopment. immunological modulation, including the brain's immune system. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Antioxidation anti-apoptosis, neural differentiation, and gene regulation. Children with ASD, autism spectrum disorder, had significantly lower serum levels of 25-hydroxyvitamin D than healthy children. Therefore, vitamin D deficiency during pregnancy and early childhood may be an environmental trigger for ASD. So um, if the mom is low during pregnancy and uh, continues to be low and That child gets all the the jabs and all that stuff, and they eat crappy food and all that stuff, and it's going to be a straw that breaks the camel's back. So, lots of things are connected, and there's there's a whole spectrum of things that you need to do to be healthy, but there's also a whole spectrum of things you can do to destroy that and cause these modern man diseases. And autism has simply just skyrocketed in the last. 40 years uh here's another one so this one's called vitamin d and autism what's new so an increasing amount of evidence points to the possibility that gestational and early childhood d deficiency less than 40 nanograms per milliliter cause some cases of autism vitamin d is metabolized in as into a seco steroid hormone that regulates about 3% of the 26,000 genes in the coding human genome. It is also a neurosteroid that is active in brain development, having effects on cellular proliferation, differentiation, calcium signaling, neurotropic, and neuroprotective actions. It also appears to have an effect on neurotransmission and synaptic plasticity. Children who are, or who are destined to become autistic, have lower 25D levels at three months of gestation, at birth, and at age eight, compared to those unaffected siblings. Two open label trials found high dose vitamin D improves the core symptoms of autism in about 75% autistic children. A few of the improvements were remarkable. The vitamin D doses used in these children were 300 IU per kilogram per day, up to 5,000 IU per day which in my opinion is very, very low. Um, and the highest vitamin D level reached with that was 45, which is still low. Um, the other study used 150,000 IU per month, as well as 400 IU per day. And then the highest levels reached were 52, but, which is also low. So vitamin D levels for anybody should be over 60. And optimally, you should be pushing it even higher. Uh, these two open-label trials were recently confirmed with a randomized trial using 300 IU per kilogram per day. Um, okay, in terms of prevention, in terms of prevention, a recent small study showed vitamin D supplementation during pregnancy, 5,000 IU per day, and during infancy and early childhood, 1,000 IU per day, significantly reduced the expected incidence of autism in mothers who already had one autistic children from 20% down to 5%. Vitamin D is safe. For example, over the last 15 years, poison control reports, there have been approximately hundred or 15,000 cases of vitamin D overdose. However, only three of these 15,000 developed clinical toxicity and no one died. Given these facts, practitioners consider treating autism with 300 IU per kilogram per day and seek to prevent autism by supplementing pregnant and lactating women and infants and young children um, and checking their vitamin D levels every three months. These doses will increase vitamin D blood levels to those recommended by the Endocrine Society. But remember there's a difference between vitamin D in a pill and vitamin D from the sun. So highly recommend getting it from the sun because it in order for it to work properly in the body it needs to be sulfated. The only thing that can sulfate vitamin D, well, what has to happen is vitamin D is made from sulfated cholesterol. Um, the only way to sulfate cholesterol is the sun. The only way to sulfate vitamin D is through the sun. I will link up my, uh, how we make vitamin D podcast in the show notes. So if you want to listen to that, but uh, yeah, I've been taking a vitamin D supplement in probably three years now. so. Vitamin D just came back, so it's, as it was, it's January, so we've just had it for five days now here in Columbus. All right, uh, a couple more here. So this one's called vitamin D, neurosteroids, and autism. Vitamin D had been for a long time investigated for its effects on bone metabolism. Recently has been observed that the incidence of some neural development disorders, including autism, increases hand-in-hand with vitamin D deficiency. Indeed, vitamin D was reported to modulate the biosynthesis of neurotransmitters and neurotropic factors. Moreover, its receptor was found in the central nervous system. So vitamin D's receptor was found in the central nervous system. I uh, also believe there's one in the gut. Vitamin D deficiency was therefore assessed as a risk factor for autism. However, the biological mechanism has not yet been revealed. In our study, in our review, we focused on potential connections among vitamin D, steroids, and autism. Potential mechanisms of vitamin D are also discussed. Okay. All right, and then this one is the last one. So this one's called the association between vitamin D status and autism spectrum disorder. A systematic review and meta-analysis. The association between vitamin D status and autism spectrum disorder is well investigated, but remains to be elucidated. We quantita- quantitatively combined relevant studies to estimate whether vitamin D status was related to ASD in this work. In total, 34 publications involving 20,580 participants were identified in this present study. Meta-analysis of 24 case case control studies demonstrated that children and adolescents with ASD had significantly lower vitamin D concentration than that of the control group. Metal analysis of prospective studies suggested that children with reduced maternal or neonatal vitamin D had a 54% higher likelihood of developing autism. And these these analyses indicated that vitamin D status was related to the risk of autism. The detection and appropriate intervention of vitamin D deficiency in patients, autism patients, and pregnant and lactating women have clinical and public significance. Yeah, there you go. Sun is our friend when it comes to vitamin D. Get your vitamin D. Finally here in, in the show notes, I will include my original jab, the research that I did back in 2014 in regards to jabbing my daughter, Spencer. So originally we decided not to follow the, the jab schedule that the CDC or whoever makes that schedule up. Um, but we did a version, we wanted to do a version of Dr. Sears' schedule. And I'll link, I'll try to find that, link that up in the show notes as well. Um, because in 2012, it was it was supposed to be 49 doses from 14 vaccines from 14 jabs by age six. Okay, uh, Then after looking into it, watching the documentaries The Greater Good and the Vaxxed documentaries, we decided to completely stop it. So our original pediatrician, when we told her uh, we were gonna do Dr. Sears' schedule, got very flustered and said her kids were fully V'd and were fine. Uh, I didn't tell her my definition of fine is a synonym for shit, um, so <laughs> wish I did looking back, but yeah, and, and, I mean she was just going on and on, so like they're safe and effective and all this stuff that they they usually say, um, but when they come up with somebody who actually does the research and knows what they're talking about, there's nothing they can do. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and um, but those research, the research is the research that is showing that the jabs have efficacy and they're safe and effective are usually uh, manufactured or supported and paid for by the people making them, or they have financial ties to them. So always follow the money when it comes to big pharma, big food, big tech, uh, big whatever big corporations okay so that we decided to leave that pediatrician we also had problems with her um she had problems with our, our diet for spencer she said the only possible way you can get iron is through iron fortified cereals You <laughs> i was like no okay i mean this is the things that are going on in pediatricians offices okay just complete and utter bullshit Um, So Spencer got about four or five total jabs and to this day it is the biggest regret as a parent that I have. So I yeah, I was just luckily I woke up before following the the schedule. She would have more than 49 jabs in her. She's seven now. So Um, Peyton, my almost three-year-old, he'll be three in April He has had none, although he did get the vitamin K shot, which I later heard somebody on a a video saying that their child was actually injured from the vitamin K shot. Um, uh, In my research, there was a lot of connections to aluminum and also mercury in the jabs, uh, helping to cause autism. Uh, Mercury, they took out of the jabs in 2005 and I believe it's 2005. But it's still in the flu jab scene. So the flu jab scene is the only one that has mercury and aluminum in it. All right, the sun's going down here. Let me turn on a light here. All right, cozy health, amber light bulb, no flicker. I'll link it up in the show notes, change those blue lights. All right, Um, yeah, so the flu jab, still the only one with mercury and aluminum, okay? Transition metals, toxic metals, okay? Uh, So I read somewhere that for a child, Based on the safety of aluminum that the minimum weight a child needs to be for the lowest concentration of one of their scheduled jabs they need to weigh 123 pounds and the maximum one they need to weigh over 400 pounds okay so do your research when it comes to this stuff again I will link up everything that I researched and everything Um, so I mean it's Possibly the worst industry for our health. Um, it's either big tech or it's the the jab scene, or the jabs, Okay. So, anytime you have an industry where, if you get injured, if you die, and you can't do anything, you, I mean, you're. That's just stupid. That's, I mean, that's it's laughable. Okay, so take this and. If you get hurt, if your kid gets autism, you can't do anything, all right? You just gotta live with it. Okay, that's that's a big joke that would be, I mean, it's like equivalent to people coming into my training program, and what we do is we squat 400 pounds, okay? I can't even squat 400 pounds, okay? What would happen is people would break their spines, people would die, okay? But you can't do anything because I'm fully protected by the government,
2: okay?
0: That's how stupid it is, okay? Um, so there's a lot of um, lot of research in that um, thing. There's a greater good that basically has, breaks it down into categories and they've got all the studies in there. Uh, I know in the intro that kid talked about, or whoever it was, however, I don't know how old he was, but he talked about how there was one researcher, I'm sure it was Dr. Wakefield um, that uh, proving that it's, It was a hoax and he cherry picked everything, but there's lots more studies out there. Um, And The Greater Good does a great job with uh, breaking that down. There's a PDF, I'll include that in the show notes. And yeah, so that's it. That's the, the autism and autoimmunity podcast. Hope you liked it. And again, we've just, I mean, you've got to change your mindset. Um, That's the most important thing around anything with health. Uh, You cannot reverse any disease when you are focused on the disease. You have to focus on health. And especially if you do have kids, we want these kids to be healthy. So in order for that to happen, the parent needs to be healthy. Okay, and I mean, in this day and age, it's it's very hard. Um, I obviously do the best I can, but there we have grandparents who are not healthy. Okay, uh, we have uh, brother-in-laws, sister-in-laws who are not healthy. Okay, so and it's just you've got to live your life as an example for them, and you've got to continue to do that. Some days it's harder than others, but we have to keep moving forward. We have to keep showing our kids that okay, it's possible to be better than your neighbor or the kid that sits across from you eating Cheetos and uh, Cheese Whiz and Doritos and Oreos for lunch or snacks or whatever. Okay, but we have to change the mindset first, and that's the most important thing. Mindset. And then we change everything else, okay? Everything falls into place once we can better fix our mindset. And how do we best fix our mindset? It's connecting to nature, disconnecting from the big tech and technology. So that will sap you, that will destroy your dopamine levels, okay? Sunrise, early a.m. sun, that's gonna help create uh, or make dopamine in us so we can think better, we can do better, we can make better actions. Actions lead to results okay but we can't have the mindset that oh this doctor is anti-V I'm not gonna read his stuff even though it could reverse me completely okay a lot of these people they are hung up on their diseases they are their diseases okay and if their disease goes away okay they lose a part of them they lose their identity okay they don't I, I read um Something the other day, saying like uh, it was like 300 people a week who have diabetes get amputated for a limb. It's like that to me is just ridiculous. You first you got the diabetes, and then you continued on your path that got you the diabetes, making it worse and worse and worse until you got your leg cut off or your arm cut off. Come on. These are the people we are dealing with. These are the people not listening to the Improvement Warrior podcast, who are not listening to the health podcast, who are not interested in their health. Okay? Once their health goes bad, they go to doctors, they get the pills, they get oh that's shit. Okay? And their health gets worse and worse and worse, and it's a big revolving door. Okay? You use big tech, okay? You get sick, you go to the doctors, you go to the hospital, you get big pharma to help you out with pills and stuff you continue on that way you're eating bad food from big food okay and then it just continues and your condition's worse and then you get to go to the oncology department the cancer department okay or you get to go to the heart surgeon or the brain surgeon or the whatever or the diabetes guy who's going to cut your arm off okay it's up to you to decide where you want your health to be All right, don't be a jabroni and push information away um, just because it goes against your dogma, okay? So, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Share this out to anybody who has autism, autoimmunity, or anybody you think it will help, okay? So, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast setting. Uh, We need to get this, the word out, about this podcast, Improvement Warrior podcast. So I'm gonna be making a lot more episodes here, and please review it on Apple Podcasts or the app you use the most. But Apple's the biggest, and that would be the biggest help. Five stars if you believe it is worth it. But yeah, take the time and help me out. And if you have questions about anything, let me know. All the show notes will be in improvementwarriorfitness.com/autism. So I'll go with the names, so we'll get better search results through there as well. But check that out, and thank you very much for listening. Have a great day, stay strong, stay positive, be the improvement warrior. We are always looking for ratings for the podcast. It helps my podcast be found by others looking to improve their life and health, as well as it helps us get ranked higher. So please help us out so that I may continue bringing this life-changing podcast to you and others around the world. Just go to the leave a review section of your favorite podcast listening app and let us know what you think. Five stars is preferred, but please be honest. Thank you in advance. If you would like to support this podcast and my other content creation ventures, please visit me on Patreon to become a patron of the Improvement Warrior podcast. The podcast may be free for you, but it definitely is not free for me. So even if it is just a $1 pledge, a $3, or $50, I would greatly appreciate it. Plus, my patrons are going to have say in upcoming episodes, upcoming topics, first dibs on future Q&A podcasts, what future guests to have on, as well as some other Patreon-only type stuff. Just search on Patreon for Improvement Warrior. It will also be listed in the show notes, and you can become a donor to the show, or you can check out the other services that I have there on as well. Thank you in advance.